Hello and welcome to a brand new edition, the year, literal year-ending edition of Styles Clashing. I am one of your co-hosts as always, Alan. Join with me is Merge. Merge, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, I'm excited to talk about all, all this stuff because it's a culmination of my 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 year that I, I've 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 done all this whole list. I mean, I've done it since I think like I think the list started like mid last year, so mid like yes, December mid. of last year. So, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, big fan, big fan of what we're about to do. We we have got a bunch of categories for you. Um, so let, let's get started. You know, let's so we'll start off with the male competitor of our, of the year for this is essentially like the Oscars for styles clashing guys. Yes. We are we are the we are clashes. going down. We are we are the clashes <laughs> is a good one. The clashes <laughs> is a fantastic one. The clashes. So this is the first ever the inaugural clashes twenty twenty three. Okay. So let's let's start off with the male competitor of the year. So let's go let's go for our honorable mentions. These are guys who were phenomenal. Again, no pun intended. Obviously, we had the Styles Clashing podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, no pun intended. They were they were fantastic, but they sort of just missed the top six. We have six nominees. Yeah. So the honorable mentions we have: Camelo Hayes, who's been fantastic in NXT. Dragon Lee, who has already is one of the more successful call-ups in NXT WWE history. Um, the way he's took the lead, me and Merge just agree has been like a fish to water. It's been great. It, yeah. Essentially, he took his time in NXT to learn a bit of English before he went up to Maine because he was ready for Maine immediately, if we're being honest. People like, forget, he had time. his first WWE match in April. Wild, isn't it? Yeah. And then we have Swerve, who the last three months has absolutely... If he was doing it for the whole year, he'd be on the main the main nominees, one hundred percent. He'd yeah. been one of the best things in wrestling. And then we have Seth Rollins, who, being the inaugural winner of the new World Heavyweight Championship, has really made it feel important. So I feel like it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been fair to not make Seth a, a, a an honorable mention. We had Cody Rhodes, who Cody has stayed hot. Uh, who has stayed hot even with losing at WrestleMania 39, and is I think he's become an even bigger star without the title, which yeah. is insane. Um, but it's also Cody Rhodes, so I'm not surprised at all. Yep. We have Jay Uso, who, especially since he's moved over to Raw, has sort of solidified himself as being like a legit main event guy. I think yep. he is. I think I think there is no argument about it anymore. He is main event Jey so he is a absolute title contender to the point where even if he was the one who was to beat Roman, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, get it. I, I, I have one final thing to add with uh, with yeah. Jay. Um, uh, yeet. Do you feel him, sir? <laughs> Do you feel him? My, that's my favorite moment of the year. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that press conference. I, I was literally thinking in my head, I'm like, I forgot to add that in the the non-storyline stuff we can talk about that at the very end yeah we can. <laughs> and then the last honorable mention we have is the king of the indies himself granted me and merge don't watch a lot of indie shows we stick very much to really AEW. a little bit of impact here and there for me merge watches a lot more japanese wrestling than i do 
Um, but Matt Cardona, it's just hard to ignore the run it he's is. on. He's kind of it, undeniable. Uh, it's it's it, kind of a he is the the blueprint. If you ever get released from WWE or really for any independent person to yeah. to follow he, to do that because he, he's made himself. If he ever wants to come to AEW WWE full time, he's made himself undeniable. He is a guy who, at the very least, should be an upper, like a mid to upper mid carter. Yeah, I agree. He's a, and and I think he'd be he'd come in as Matt Cardona. He wouldn't come in as Zack Ryder. No, he he wouldn't. Absolute best compliment I can give him. Yeah, because he has to come back as Cardona because that's who he's been for what like four years now. Yeah. So absolutely, you know, fair play, but he's just missed the cut purely because. And this might be shameful on my. I just don't watch enough in these stuff. Like, yeah, as, it, it's as simple as that. Like, you know, I, I, but, I don't have the uh, the capacity to pay for ten different streaming services no, to watch all these. Having a watch, <laughs> so, you know. So then we let, let's go through our list. So we have. I'll do the non WWE and I'll do the WWE. So non WWE, we have Will Osprey, who, enough said. Will Osprey is Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who again, MJF has literally carried AEW for a year. Yep. Uh, you know, if AEW fans want to argue with me, they can. They'd be wrong, but they can argue with me. Um, him, him, and Adam Cole have made him relevant when when they were going for a really big lull. Uh, Brian Danielson, because Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and then on the WWE side, we have. Gunter, again, enough said. Yeah. It's Gunter. Ilya Dragunov, who has taken to the pond, uh, the across the pond WWE really, really, really well. I think we're, we're big fans of Ilya Dragunov here on, on Style Splashing. We really, really are. You'll see when we talk about my uh, my best matches of the year, he'll be, he'll be featured heavily. Let's <laughs> just say that. <laughs> we are huge fans of Ilya Dragunov here. But I don't think either of us expected him to be this good, this quickly, over on the American side yes. of NXT. To the point where I think he's probably done everything on NXT now. It's time for him to move up to Maine after Mania. That's really my... At the my latest. Belief. I mean, yeah. I, I can see him losing losing a title to Trick Williams as early as New Year's Evil. Yeah, and I wouldn't be mad at it. Because yeah. I think it's time. And if he's the guy who dethrones Gunther, fair enough. Right. Yeah, I get it. And then we have you can't make a perform make male competitor of the year without the one, the only Mr. Samuel's Dane himself. Yeah. You know, El Generico's best friend. Yes. Um RP. How just how good is Sammy Zane, man? Like I mean the first nice. four months of the year they blonde him. They were yeah. if this was a if we did this in, in like May, he would far and away undisputed male male competitor. Like it wouldn't even be close. No one would touch him. No. But so that, those are our six. Merge. Who is your male competitor of the year and why? So it, it comes down to two guys for me. One from one from WWE. One from uh, from outside. Um, it's either Osprey or Gunter. Mm-hmm. Um and man, I think I have to go with Will Ospreay. He's he's just made himself like the top guy. 
he should, when he comes over to AW, immediately be in the title picture. He yeah. should be built around as one of your five biggest attractions in, on, on, on that roster. There's a reason why he was so heavily sought after. He is a best bout machine. He's kind of taking that moniker yeah, from sure. Kenny Omega at the moment, who also get well soon, Kenny. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, he's another guy who's in a very feature very heavily on my matches of the year uh, list. Um, but uh, yeah, well, Osprey man, he is probably the best worker in the world. It's him or it's him or Gunter. Uh, probably, and he's a very underrated promo in my opinion as well. Yeah, uh, and a very underrated in-ring storyteller. Um, he's just he's just great. He's amazing. Um, so I'm gonna go with Osprey. Fair enough. Yeah, very very fair. Um, I I was torn between Osprey and Sammy just because I, I've talked about the emotional connection I've had to Sammy Zayn and his win at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Why it meant a lot to me, which is why I don't think anyone could supersede that. But because I've got Osprey as my one of my two, I'm more than happy to say Will Osprey is our undisputed competitor yeah. of the year. You know, so and and Agreed. nothing like all six of those guys would have been more than deserving to win. They really, really oh, yeah. would have done. Like definitely, just a ridiculously stacked six there. So yeah, Will Osprey, round of applause, sir. You are a first clashy recipient for male competitor of the year <laughs> you know very very prestigious award so i dare i say more prestigious than the wrestling observer newsletter competitor of the year because we're not biased oh sorry <laughs> had a bit of a cough um Weird cough. We've got our, we we have our we have our women's competitor of the year now and honorable mention we have two i think and merge will probably agree with me on this with the women it was a lot easier to pick our women's competitors of the year um predominantly because i think outside of wwe aw hasn't hit the heights of women's wrestling that WWE has i think impact has i think impact has always been fantastic for or tna they'll be in the new year back back to tna they've always been fantastic on women's wrestling even when WWE was treating it like a joke so yeah. i don't i don't i'm not i'm not putting impact in that same bracket so we have two honorable mention and, and stardom and honestly, me and Merge were literally just talking about this off air. I'd love to watch more Stardom. Our pockets cannot afford to watch more Stardom, however. You know, if, if there was just one subscription for New Japan Pro, New Japan World, me and, me and Merge would be able to put that between us. It'll be easy. But when there's yeah. like 65 different subscriptions in Japan, they make it really hard for you to watch Japanese wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, our honorable mentions go to Julia. Julia is, I think, Probably at the moment the best women's wrestler outside of WWE. I think I think you might From even work great standpoint. She might be like the best period in the world right now. Which which would be absolutely fair. I would not would not begrudge anyone thinking that. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited because all rumors are at the moment that she is heading to WWE. Um I'd be I'm really excited to see how she does. Because mm-hmm. I think she could be and I know we talk about Roxanne and Tiffany and no slight to Roxanne or Tiffany because they're both. And if you listen to South Clashing enough, you would know how much we love both Roxanne and Tiffany on here. Um, but I think she could be that next like mega star. 
in wrestling. Like that's how good she is. I think she's she would supersede Tiffany, Roxy, Jade. Obviously, Jade as a crossover star could be bigger because mm-hmm. obviously larger than life knows the English language really really well. But Julia, man, as a pure wrestler, she should be like the the person that the WWE book around for the next ten years. She's, she's a blue chipper. She's she's yeah. the wrestling equivalent of a blue chipper. Which makes no sense why AEW hasn't gone after her harder, in my opinion. Like, yeah. no-brainer. And that's no disrespect to people like Riho and stuff, but Julia is just better than them. Yes, yeah, like, 100%. So, and then the other honorable mention we have for the women is Chelsea Green. And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to disparage Chelsea Green by saying it like Samantha Irvin. Um, <laughs> Samantha Irvin is a one, and, one of one when it comes to that. <laughs> Man, she made the WWE Women's Tag Titles feel so important. And it's got to the point where both me and you believe that she should be the Women's Money in the Bank winner for 2024. And I don't think you can give her a higher compliment than that. She took I think she's pretty easily the best um, in-ring return of the Triple H era. Yes. So I... Say in ring because there's one who supersedes that who is outside of the ring, who we all know is Kathy Kelly. But still, yeah, um, yeah it, it, I think she has been the most successful Triple H rehire uh, out of all of them so far, at least. I mean, Thank we he, I, we see he's working on like a Bronson Reed and a Gargano and stuff like that. Um, but I think Chelsea's pretty easily the best rehire we've seen. Yeah, and I think the women's competitor one. We'll, we'll, we'll mention all the um, the the potential winners of it but yeah. i think it's a really easy one to pick and we don't really have to spend loads on it but yeah. we'll, let's go through a look to the other server let's go non-dewey again we have timeless tony storm who might be the only thing alongside the other person we're going to mention that is keeping the AEW women's division alive right now yeah. and that, that's in the best way possible because tony storm is incredible um we have athena who you know the former Amber Moon in WWE, she has been killing oh, it. Dude. She needs to be on Dynamite. Like, oh, 100%. There's no reason for, he, for her to be on ROH. Like, she needs to be the ROH Women's type, um, Champion, but she needs to be on, on the main shows. 100%. You have Julia Hart, who is the TBS Champion. and Probably the most improved wrestler of the year. Yeah. If, if, we had an, um, if we had a most improved wrestler category, she'd win it. In my opinion, she absolutely would. She's unreal, the amount of improvement she's made. And then we have Trinity, and the former Naomi in the. I think she's now the longest-running knockout champion in Impact slash TNA history, which is insane considering how um, prestigious their women's knockouts history is. Yeah. Um, but she seems to be loving life outside of WWE. Yeah. Seems to really enjoy the reduced schedule. Um, you know what? Good for her, man. Good for her. Like genuinely. I see her coming back at some point. I, I know she's like in, in her in her early forties, so she's a little on the older side, but she doesn't look it. <laughs> she did that, definitely does not yeah. look it. Um, and she's been do, also, doing her, her best wrestling in her career over in, in TNA. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if she is now happy with where she is, and she'd last there for a long time. Like, I really, yeah. really believe that. Like, you know, um, and obviously Jimmy's holding the ship over in WWE. Being one of the most entertaining things on SmackDown, so it, no, really, yeet. no ye, no ye. 
And then on the WWE side, we have Becky Lynch. Um, Becky is Becky. Like, the maybe, I don't even think maybe. I think the biggest woman star ever. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I think Rhea is gonna supersede her at some point, but um, I, I but, but, I, but I agree that she's probably the biggest, the biggest woman star ever, and probably one of the like she's on she's on like fifteen to twenty biggest like WWE superstars ever. I would probably yeah, say I agree. I think I, I'd even go say top ten. That's how highly I I have Becky Lynch. Yeah, she's some real man, just some real. Like then we have EO Sky. I'm so my happy girl for EO. Honestly, like I was really worried when Vince came back in twenty in April that yeah. it would mean the end of Damage Control as we know it. But then, thankfully, well, I, we'll touch on this later. But EO has been booked absolutely the right way. Damage Control might be the best thing on SmackDown right now. Um, I, I'm a huge fan. Like I really, really am. EO deserves all the flowers she gets. Yes, uh, I, I just had oh, a. I just had a thought that we forgot some a big person in the male com- competitor category. I at the very right at this second we forgot about one person when you said SmackDown. We forgot about LA Knight on the uh, oh. on the competitor. Granted, I, we still would have went Osprey. I yeah. think we both agree that, but he should have been on that list. It's it's very it's off topic with we were talking about, but I you said SmackDown and I'm like oh my god we forgot about LA oh, Knight. Yeah. We'll talk about LA, LA in a little bit in our um moments because he yeah he, he has a good one but but yeah very small or quick mention of la night he would have been in that main competitor male competitor one oh 100 that's that's a boo-boo on our part but last but not least the, the leader of the judgment day yeah the just i think the best thing on WWE tv probably since and the leader the leader of alan ramish's heart <laughs> always, always is, is Rhea Ripley herself, and I don't think we need much deliberation about this. Rhea Ripley is the women's competitor of the year. If we were doing an all-encompassing best competitor of the year, she would probably be in, in on the short list uh, in that top five, yeah. top three, probably. I, I think it would be her, Gunther, and Osprey who I'd consider uh, the. And I know that her reign has not been great. I get that. She doesn't feel less because of it. She feels like a bigger star every time she's on. She's on the. It's to the point where, like, they cheer her, and then if Dom is in the vicinity, they boo him. Yeah, they love Rhea. They love Rhea so much, and they hate Dom so much. Like it. It's like that one scene in in SpongeBob where it's it's Squidward and they boo, and then it's SpongeBob they cheer. That's essentially what it is with uh with the with Rhea and Dom right now. You're you, you the biggest compliment I can give Rhea is if she won the Intercontinental title, it would not be out of place. No, it wouldn't. If she was the one who beat Gunther, I'd be like, you know what? Fair enough. Fair. Absolutely fair. And I'd believe it. Yeah, pretty much. And I think they have an absolute gold with Rhea. And I also think this is me being conspiracy brain here. This is Triple H thinking. How should a WWE book China? Yeah, China. If she was better at like wrestling itself, like she's yeah. been more technically that sound. Too. And that, that's no disrespect to China. That was the the era, and that's that's all they what they wanted her to do is be massive, essentially. Um, but Rhea's obviously trained more on the on the mat. It feels yeah, like, <laughs> but 
I, I just feel like Triple H just took a step back and went, how can we... How, how should have China been booked? Yes. And that's how they booked Rhea. 100%. It's been, it's been perfect. Because she's not felt like a freak attraction. She's not felt like she's above the women or below the men. She just feels like the main person on Raw. Yes. And that's how... She should and be. that's saying a lot with CM Punk, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, <laughs> all on, on Raw. But I, I do want to give a special shout to, to Becky because I think Becky is a very close second. It's a close second. Her work yeah. with the NXT title was, was awesome this year. She did some really great stuff with Trish, uh, especially that cage match. Yeah, oh, unreal um, cage match. Unreal cage match. She, she did, they've been very obviously keeping her and Rhea away from each other. Yes. Um, that is very obviously the WrestleMania match, unless like a certain Mercedes Monet sometimes somehow comes back. But even then, I think it'll be like a triple threat if it's anything. Um, yes. So they've been obviously keeping them away. They're very obviously the two biggest star women stars uh, on the roster. It's gonna be it, if you want to want it to main event. It, it I wouldn't be against it, even with Seth and Punk. I would not be against that main event because they're just two of the biggest stars in the world. Uh, in wrestling yeah. order right now, so I agree. But yeah, but it, but it's it, it is Rhea. I, I think it's pretty easily Rhea. Yeah, I do too. And again, nothing against the other other competitors that we had on the list. It's just Rhea. She, she, like I said, she's just a mega star. Like, yep, a, absolutely a mega star. Tag team of the year. This this is an interesting one because there's been some fantastic tag team wrestling on both AEW and WWE. It, it also feels like it, it, it was because of like it's like two singles guys coming together a lot yeah. of times. So it, I, I thought it was quite hard to cope with this list when we were talking about it. Yeah. So we have we'll go we'll go honorable mentions first. We have the Creed who as call ups go and how it's looking so far might be the next like really, really, really successful ones. I love the Ivy Nile stuff as well. Yeah. Um, they make her feel super important. Um, she has a match against Rhea tomorrow. So yeah, that that should be a lot of fun. Uh, I, are, you wa- are you watching it live tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to watch it live. We'll live stream it. Okay, cool. For sure. There we go. Make Made plans there. Sounds classic. <laughs> it's how we make plans, guys. Um, but the Creed's are great. Merge loves them. I love them. We don't need to be sold on the Creed. Push them to the moon. I, I want to give a, a special... We haven't included them here, Merge. But I do uh-huh. want to give a shout out to the Street Profits since they've been with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to book them as heels, which I found hilarious. Yeah, they have been so good, and Bobby Lashley has been so good in this trio. So over, yeah. People just love them. They yeah. can be the most biggest heels in the world. They can go and beat up. No, LA no, they're one hundred percent faces now. They are faces. You know, no, no, because they're like, even. Yeah. Even if even if you booked them still as heels, they could go beat up LA Knight, and people would be like, you know what? Fair. Yeah, I get sure. it. <laughs> So I, I, I just while we're talking, I just, they popped into my head, and I was like, "The street yeah. profits, the work that they've done with Bobby Lashley, where they feel legitimate once again, like to the point where I'm like, they should probably beat the Judgment Day for those titles." When it's had, when they're split, they should probably be first in mind. Chris should be in Raw, and Street oh, Profits on SmackDown. And yeah. then when we talk about two single stars that were pushed together and ran a company for a few months, better than you, baby. We're not going to talk about what happened last night. Uh, at World's End because we'd be here for nine hours if we did. Um, (laughs) But that run where you had Adam Cole and MJF together, I saw them win the ROH titles, tag titles in person. 
I saw their phenomenal match together. Um, we'll be talking about later, <laughs> which we will talk about later. Yeah. Um, they carried AEW. I really, really believe that for about five months. Um, yeah, that that Adam Cole injury really screwed a lot of things up. It yeah. really did. It feels like because I feel like that that tag run would have felt a lot better. Uh, had I think that everything that we've seen since Grand Slam would have been a lot different, or at least felt more impactful if yeah. Cole was around. I agree. I agree. But I felt like we had to mention that, and you did as well. So yes. then we're going to go to non W reliefs. We only have five here. So we yeah. have Ricky and Big Bill, Ricky Starks. Um, we talked about it. Ricky Starks is great. He feels like a WWE guy waiting to be released from AEW, just like a certain another WWE guy who had his last match for AEW last night. Um, El Idolo. Mr. Cien Alma. <laughs> um, and FTR. And F- I think probably just as a pure tag team, they're, they're the best tag team in the world. Oh, yeah. There, there isn't like, a ton right now. Like, Aussie Open, I think... But um, but would be in that conversation. But they, uh, what's his name? Um, Mark Davis was hurt a lot this year, yeah. and I think if they were healthy, they would probably be on this list because they're very good. Yeah. Um, as well as Kyle Fletcher. Um, but as much as like they get some hate, and it was kind of, it was a very much a down year for them this year. They still had the uh, like technically the best tag match of the year with uh, yeah. from gold. Uh, that, that that two or three falls match that they had earlier on uh, earlier in the year in collision, um, so they're still the, be- the best tag team in the world at the moment. Um, if the Nets won the Nets team that we talked about, then split it would be a discussion. But uh, but but yeah, uh, they're they're still great. Uh, I I still love them love to have them back in, AE, uh, in WWE. But uh, they they seem happy happy in AEW. I, I wonder how much the Punk stuff would have changed changed their decision if their contracts were up. If if they, if they knew that Punk was going to go back to WWE, yeah, I do I do wonder how much I would have changed it, but I think but, a lot. To be but they're still so great. They're still so great. Yeah. Um, and then if we look at the WWE tag tag teams, we have um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. They've been great. Every match they've been in together as a tag team works really really yeah. well because because their styles clash so beautifully. That pun was intended, by the way. That that that, <laughs> that was absolutely intended. Um, we have the Usos who. Gave me probably because you know, as, as, as our listeners know, you went to WrestleMania um, last year. I went to Money in the Bank and All In. Um, they probably gave me the best moment a match made me feel. Yeah, you so did. Um, they, they also did as well. They were, I think they were a part of my favorite of the year as well. To be fair, and then when we when we get onto the next people, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, um, obviously they split you know, being put onto different brands, but they ran the tag team type, the, the tag team scene in WWE from WrestleMania to when they lost yes. the titles and then regained them and then lost them, not regained them, but <laughs> competed for them again. And um, I think, but the, what they made tag team wrestling feel really important because they were fighting teams like Pretty Deadly. They were making them look really, really good. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't just a case of they had the titles, they were these two single stars who have the titles. It was a case of they made they were tag team. They were they were a tag team. Yeah. When they were together, they were a tag team. Um I don't know who your tag team of the year is, but I didn't give Sammy Zayn my male competitor of the year. I will give him tag team of the year with Kevin Owens. That WrestleMania moment, I, I don't think anything will ever beat that WrestleMania moment for me. Ever. Um, 
Um, it, it, uh, let's just say regarding that, we'll definitely have a discussion about it. But I think I have to agree. Um, I think they had the best moment out of all these teams. And they had a couple of really good, really like, even outside of the mania, the mania match that the the one with uh, the payback, the, the street fight with um, the Judgment Day was also very very good. Their uh, rematch with Usos was great. They had yeah. every they had a tag match every other week with with the Judgment Day it felt like, but they still somehow pulled it out in the end to be really good. Um, I think you have to go with 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 uh, Sammy and Kevin. It's I think it's pretty easy because there hasn't been a ton of like like we said earlier. There have been a ton of like incredible tag teams. Like the Bucks were very noticeably gone the whole year. Like yeah. I said with Aussie Open, FTR had somewhat of a down year. You know, our like rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. They're not around anymore, obviously. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately. there's uh, there's probably other teams that we're not aware of that we haven't watched a ton of, which are probably great as well. Um, but I think you are um, most the, the entire year essentially. New Day, as well. New Day been hurt the whole year essentially, so. Um, felt like a down year for tag team wrestling, but it also feels like a year where it's like certainly about to be on, on an uptick, especially in WWE. Because I feel like yeah. once those tag belts split, and with AOP returning, uh, Garza and um, Carrillo are, are back, and they're treated um, seriously now on the main roster. Theory and Waller together. I think I think you you should try to get Cruz and Del, uh, Del Toro and Wild. Um, as legit guys, profits like we said, um, Creed, DIY, Imperium, Judgment yeah. Day, like there's a lot of teams and there's a lot of tag team wrestling that that to be had. So, uh, Sammy and Kevin are the ones this year, but I'm expecting so a lot more competition next year, especially because they probably won't be a team next year anyway. So, <laughs> I agree. So that that one was it. Then we got the return slash debut of the year. Um, oh, honorable mention. <laughs> the one that probably made us pop the most, just from a humor standpoint, was Shane McMahon and him blowing his quads at WrestleMania. I was there for that. Yeah, and you were. I'm going to let you talk about it. One of the funniest things, because I think everyone, or at least I was expecting to be LA Knight coming out. Um, now I was, re- I was ready to, I was ready to pop hard for for LA Knight, and then I hear, here comes the money, and I, I think I, I have a video, the video of it. I think you, you can hear me and go. Oh my God! It's Shane McMahon, <laughs> and, then he, and then the damn McMahons and their quads. He destroys his quad immediately, trying to do a leapfrog. And I give all the credit in the world to Snoop Dogg. He was on his on his feet immediately. He was like ready to go, improvise, hit hit the people's elbow and everything. Good on Snoop for for being so quick with it, especially for a man who very famously smokes a lot of weed. Great, great instincts there, uh, Snoop. Um, he was ready yeah. for it. He wanted. He was moment. ready. Yeah, he he, he, WrestleMania he, moment. He, he loved he it, man. And you know what? He's one of those. Rest, uh, we, we talk about. You know, there's been a lot of celebrities who have come in, and and I was talking. He's all famous, right? Yeah, but like, he's not just a Hall of Famer because he appeared. He legitimately likes wrestling. You can tell that he likes wrestling when he's yeah, yeah. part of it. Like he, like he is. Obviously, he's not as good a performer as Bad Bunny or Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's in like with the Drew Carey, Pete yeah. Rose type of stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of having him around wrestling. I, I like Snoop when he's not talking about Anthony Davis. Um, but that's a different podcast yes. for a different day. Um, but when he's not talking about Anthony Davis, Snoop is like the nicest person in the world. Yes, um, I agree. But yeah, 
like like you said, I was watching it live, and when I realised that Shane was hurt, I couldn't help but laugh like for about two minutes solid. Like that was obviously a Vince call to not have LA Knight and have Shane be there. Yeah, and for it to backfire so so spectacularly, I feel bad for Shane. Don't get me wrong, because I don't think Shane deserves it. But, well, mm, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, we I, don't know about any. We haven't heard about any stuff like that. But I mean, wouldn't shock me, you know. <laughs> also, you know what he did to to to, to the Rumble in twenty two. Um, yeah, fair enough. I, I I have a short memory there. He beat Matt Riddle in a striking battle in, in a in a Royal Rumble match. <laughs> I remember that. The Matt Riddle who probably still would have fought in the UFC if he just didn't smoke weed. And yeah, wasn't a horny bastard. Yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, that was hilarious. Speaking of another hilarious return, we're now getting to the main card and our actual return nominees. We have our truth. And I cannot lie, when he returned at Survivor Series, we popped. Popped hard. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Again, I hate myself. And we'll talk about the other two returns. I hate myself for not having recorded. Uh, I, I, I hate that we didn't have this recorded. It would have been great. But I think that's yeah. our biggest regret of 2023, though. It is. It is. I'm not recording Survivor Series. When I literally had the thought to record it, and I didn't follow yeah. through on it. I, I, I thought regret. you did, though. I thought that, that's my thing. I thought you did. So I was just, you know, vibing. I'm going to be doing it every single time from now on. <laughs> just in case. Because the way we reacted for one return in particular, and everyone knows what return it is, but. I, I think, we'll talk about it in a second. We'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty Ed, sure we agree that it, it's going to win, but yeah, let's, let's go to the rest of them. <laughs> so we have Edge making his debut at AEW. Or Adam Copeland, yeah. as he's known now, the rated our superstar Adam Copeland. And you know what? Good for Edge. Yeah, good for Edge. Good he for Edge. He had, he had a first rate match in AEW last night. Good for him. Yes, yeah, I just hated the aftermath of that match. But the match yeah. itself, absolutely fantastic. Um, the one that probably is my favorite, just from a personal point of view, just like the one after this will probably be your favorite from a personal point of view of you being there. Oh, um, yeah. Seen her at Money in the Bank, my God! Like, like a like a legit shock. I, I, I remember, I remember. I was telling you at that, the time, wasn't I? Well, that, that too. But before that, I remember seeing Cena on Instagram. He literally posted a picture of money going into a piggy bank, and I don't know how it, it didn't click in my head that like he might be at Money in the Bank. The other thing that didn't click in my head was so when we went to the superstore on the Saturday before the show. Yeah, we were like, "Why is there a lot of Cena merch?" Like, yeah. literally, the first thing was like, "Why is why is all this Cena merch here?" Like, why is it why? Like, what's you know, you got Cody, you got Seth, LA Knight, you know, all these guys. Why is there a bunch of Cena merch? Like, it makes yeah. no sense. But but in, you're not thinking about, oh yeah, Cena's returning tonight. You're just thinking it's probably because the way the O2 is, there's a shopping mall attached to it. And I just thought it was just to attract, you know, the casuals who would walk by and saw a John Cena show and like, oh, I know him. Let's walk in and see what's in here. That's yeah. what I thought what it was, to be honest with you. Um, so I can't believe that me and you didn't put two, two and two together with that Instagram post. Yeah. And the superstar. Because I think I told you that. I was like, 
there's a lot of John Cena shit here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, I mean, it's John Cena, so I mean, it made it made sense. <laughs> like, like we didn't we didn't second guess ourselves. We were just like, yeah, Cena. You know, yeah, it makes complete sense. But then, then I was on Facetime with you at certain points in the um in the card. Yeah, and I was just we were just talking, weren't we? And oh, wait, no, 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 I think when the Cena thing happened, you didn't call me. You, you, we went on Facetime, and I think like it, it wasn't like fifteen minutes later because you were like hyperventilating essentially. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think you recorded it. Yeah, I did I, record I, it. I did record yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. Because I called you afterwards. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> because like, here's a story. So the night before. So obviously, seen as the cover star of WWE 2K23, yeah. great game by the way. The, the, the latest uh, also, WWE 2K according game. to Boozer, according to according to uh, BWE, it looks like it's gonna be Cody on 2K24. Which good shit. Cody showcase mode. Are we we're gonna start us showcase mode? <laughs> oh my god, that would be awesome. Um, so night before they do the same thing. In between matches, they play a video of an advert for WWE 2K23. They haven't seen his music playing in it. So people are just assuming next day they play the same advert, but they don't get to the part where the music's playing. So when yeah. the music hits, everyone just assumed it's the advert. Because yeah. Edge's music played at the same thing the night before, so we just didn't think anything of it. We just thought it's an advert, it's a peacock thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then one of the Titantron, it comes up as John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> brother. I'm I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. A, I never thought I'd see John Cena live yeah. because yeah. I thought because now the way my wrestling fandom and how I you know I because I work now I can afford to go to these events thank God and all that um you know as a kid I didn't go to these events and you know you watch wrestling and it, it's one of those things that I thought I'd never see John Cena live. He didn't perform right. He didn't wrestle, but I didn't think yeah. I'd ever see him live in a WWE ring. Yeah, I was really happy, and you know how happy I was—the fact that I was going to see Roman, Cody, all these guys. Like I was, I didn't, I didn't need it. However, when that music hit, when those trumpets started playing, I sent you the video. You can hear me scream like a little girl, viscerally. <laughs> like honestly, I'm not embarrassed. I've shown it to everyone. I'm like, wrestling is the only thing that makes you feel ten years old. Yeah. <clears throat> When a moment like that happens. And sorry I went on a bit of a tangent there, but... I mean, I'm going to go on a tangent for, for the, ne the next one as well. I was about to say, I was about to say, the, the next few categories will be shortened quite significantly with yeah. the amount we talk about them, just so we can get through and we can talk about them. Because I think that's what it's about as well, the memories. The yeah. Memories that are really, really, really important. Go on, the next one. Oh, Mr. Oh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson in Denver. It's another one that I should have expected because of the day. Uh, he was on College Game Day with Pat McAfee. My bad, not College Game Day. It was on Pat McAfee show. Um, in Boulder, Colorado, which is about two hours away from, from Denver. Or maybe like an hour away from Denver. And there was like... Uh, that and then there was the whole stuff, the whole Roman stuff that happened, like the all those all that news where he said that he was gonna fight Roman, whatever. And I thought, oh, maybe he's backstage, maybe, maybe he'll be around. And there was like little rumors, like, oh, you know, he might be there, whatever. And then Pat McAfee comes out to confront Austin, or theory comes out to confront Pat McAfee, and 
when Pat says like this is the people's show, and you know what that means? And it again, it didn't hit until the the if you smell, and then I'm just like, what, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Like, <clears throat> like I never in a million years. Well, I guess I thought there was a possibility that he he'd come out uh, at Mania 39, and it'd be. I, I thought that there there's a chance that would be the match at Mania, but never in a million years I think I would get surprised by a rock return, like a a out of nowhere rock return. Never thought that would ever happen. It's probably the biggest surprise I'll ever get getting to a wrestling show, probably because I read the dirt sheets too much, and I'll probably never never fully be surprised like that ever. But it's just, it's crazy, and then the, like a fifteen minute promo essentially, yeah. And the whole crowd, the you are an asshole. Like I don't remember if in the UK was it bleeped out like that. In the no. UK, okay. So I remember everyone in America. I'm like, I'm so glad I was there for that specifically. Like that's like the one SmackDown where it's like, yeah, I there's like the perfect SmackDown to be to because if I was just watching it at home and the you are an asshole stuff was happening, I'd be literally sitting here for like five minutes and it'll be silent. I'm yeah, so yeah. happy. I have all of that on, on, on recording. I, I didn't get the, the entrance because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be the rock that, that came out. Um, but the whole promo, the shut your bitch ass up to uh, Austin theory was great. Uh, the awesome. moment itself was, was awesome. That's all I need from Dwayne. Dwayne, I don't need you at 40. I do not need you at forty, Dwayne. Stay home. Like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't need Rock. I, I know a lot of people still want it. I don't need Rock Roman at this point. I I do not want it. Like, I it's get it. Thirty nine, if it was going to be anywhere. Like, let's be honest. Or thirty eight. Or hell, thirty seven. I think there's made the most. If you want to do it next year, when Roman doesn't have the title, and it's just a Rock Roman match, fair enough. It's. Because it's it's at the point where I think it I'm not gonna say booed because it, it won't be a Batista thing because it's a rock, you know. Um not no no discredit to Dave. I just think Brian was the hottest thing probably we've ever seen in wrestling. Like second to like maybe Stone Cold. Yeah. Um and Cody's not that level of over. He's still he's, he's insanely over, but like no one's really that Daniel Bryan over and it's the rock. But it just won't be the moment that I think people think what it expected if it was two years ago, you know? I agree. And it was going to happen at 36 before COVID, right? Oh, no. Or was 30, no 36 was going to be Roman Fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what, man, there's, there's so many what ifs over the last like three years. Like, Wild what if COVID that. doesn't happen? Honestly, WWE is not this good if COVID doesn't happen, but that, that's a necessary discussion. But what, what, what if things decide to not feed the Fiend to Goldberg? Yeah, but besides the point on that, yeah, never, never in a million years did I think I would see The Rock at a SmackDown, and yeah. the the one SmackDown that that a Raw that's near me, you know, <laughs> the random one that I would I would go to. So yeah, great moment. Not I think we both agree it's those both aren't our uh, return of the year. Let, yeah. Let's talk about the last couple. <laughs> unless, unless they announce WrestleMania London the next day, no, yeah. <laughs> like. But then, you know, the irony, the hilarity of CM Punk is that he's our next two returns slash debuts of the year because yeah. he's returned to AEW in collision. What a moment. Um, CM Punk is 
and then obviously the second one is when he returned at Survivor Series to WWE. Yeah. Um, I think AW. I think for CM Punk, AW is you know when a kid thinks that it's better living alone than it is with his parents, and he's had a really really good life with his parents. Yeah, and he starts living alone, and he actually realizes well, the grass isn't greener. Um, I had I, I, it great at my parents, and I don't think I can go back. But then the kid actually goes back and welcome with open arms. That's what CM Punk going back to the movie is. Yeah, let's you know. Let's talk about the next one too before we get too deep into the Punk one. Yeah. Um, because I think we can both agree that's our that's our that's our return of the year. But let the next one shouldn't be discredited because it happened on the same night and it was also fantastic. Oh, completely forgot about Mister Alton. I apologize. I missed out Randy there um, because they're both ours, Rock and Randy. So it just skipped in my head. But Randy Orton, the way that they boxed it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. It would have been been enough. Yeah. If it was was Randy, it would have been enough. We both said after the show, you know what? Didn't need punk. The way they boxed it was fantastic. We both really enjoyed it. It did not need. CM Punk. But then Punk happened. And I rewatched it a couple of days back. I was telling Merge I was rewatching it. And man, it still hit absolutely the same. It is so good. Like it is so, 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 so good. I'm I'm really, really I don't Randy Orton and CM Punk returning back to the release in the same night is some type of poetic justice. I don't think any of us deserved. Yeah. But we all got it. We all got it's- it. It is it is the moment of the year. Period. Point blank. It's the moment of the year. Yeah. I know there's there's some other good stuff that we'll talk about in the non uh, non return stuff, but it's it, it's together. It's most definitely the moment of the year. Punk alone is one of the most like truly hell is frozen over sort of moment that we've ever had. It's up there with. Brett Hart. Uh, Brett returning is up there with, um, um, oh my God, WCW. Eric Bischoff uh, and Vince yeah. McMahon, my yeah. hugging. Um, it's up there with Vince opening Raw with saying that we bought WCW. Like, it's a truly hell frozen over moment. And it's one of the final ones I think we'll probably ever see until there's like new history that, that's added, you know? I agree. Because, like, the only that. other one that would be, like, hell has frozen over is if, like, John Moxley came back to WWE. And I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's ever happening, to be honest with you. Like, I, th- I think it only ever happened if if and when The Shield is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it'll come back for an induction, but I don't think he'll ever come back for a run in the nope. WWE again. I don't think so either. And I think, I think l- too much water under the bridge there. Like I said about... Uh, kicking myself for not recording Survivor Series on that. Like, our reaction... <laughs> we lost our mind. Like, like I literally took my microphone and, like, banged yeah, it did. on the table a few times. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you, like, I, I, muted I, yourself and went to get your brother. Because <laughs> I started screaming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh like, the... Oh, it's like it's like burned into my head now because it's like a truly iconic. Like, what what a crazy two years it's been! Like truly, from 
Rumble last year to Survivor Series this year. Yeah. It, there, like, there, there can be a whole podcast just based on that. We probably should do a whole podcast just based on the, the insane moments yeah. that have happened over the last two years because it's a lot. It's a lot, uh, and and everywhere, not just WWE, AEW as well. Like, oh yeah, yeah. it's it's CM Punk. CM Punk is is the return of the year. Is the is the debut return of the year? One hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, no argument about that. Then we we have non-match in ring moment of the year, which is we we are going to call it promo of the year. But then there are things that aren't really a promo on here, but they are primarily promos. So yeah. let's go for it. You know, we have Cody and, and Sammy's promo before Elimination Chamber, which was great. Yeah, it, it, it truly made me buy into Sammy versus Cody at WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need it. Nope, let's do it. <laughs> it can happen. We were thinking it could actually happen. And it just shows how good both these gentlemen are. Cody yep. Rhodes and Sammy Zay. We have Tribal Court, which again, my God. Yeah. I, oh, all the I, skills I, in the world. I do want to put, um, put another thing in there that's related to these last two. Um, Sammy's uh, entrance and promo the the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber. Oh when, my God! When Worlds Apart came back, and he spoke in in, um, in French, that has to be included in there. Agree, agree. Sammy hitting Roman with the chair at Royal Rumble. What a moment! <laughs> that one I do have recorded, <laughs> and I have That's watched. True. We have it on YouTube. We have it's multiple time, times I've rewatched it because. I am like losing my goddamn mind in it. I'm like hyperventilating and so much anxiety. I'm like screaming. It's like, yeah. <laughs> then we have Jey Uso's You're Out and I'm Out Too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. One of the best Smackdown moments ever, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Then you have LA Knight's promo at the Bray Tribute Show, which for everyone who could have done a tribute to Bray. I feel like this was like Triple H trying to say to LA Knight, you want to be the man? You want to be someone that we can rely on? Go do this. And it's not someone who was particularly close to Bray, but also yeah. Bray, I think, made him into being a main roster-like star with that run, even though he, he lost to Bray. Yeah. But, but the promo was perfect. Like, from start to finish, the little subtle nods to Bray, fantastic. Like, well done, LA Knight. Well done, LA Knight. Eddie Kingston's promo with Mox pre World Blend, fantastic. Last week, uh, fantastic. Mox is one of the, or no, my bad. Eddie is one of the best in the world, man. He truly, truly is one of a kind. I don't think he'll ever have a WWE run. No, never. I, I, I would love for him to have one WWE run. Just to he never would because he is not a WWE guy in the slightest. Yeah. He, even like, and I'm not talking about even like body type or anything. He's the guy that is a who wants to be on the Indies forever, like, which I get. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not even sure I even want. I fully want Eddie in just because like, he's not like an MJF where I think he can MJF can adapt well to it. I just think you need to let Eddie be Eddie, and he can't truly be Eddie in WWE. I think I agree with you somewhat, but I think it's different from the Triple H. I just want to see the promos and matches with with certain people in WWE. Half cough, Gunther. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I'm just saying, take care. Then we have the first promo between Roman Reigns and Cody, and to be honest with you, that could have built the WrestleMania match by itself. That yeah. first promo. Like, that's how good it was. Roman, you know, you, busting out his, co- his dusty impression, I think, was fantastic. 
Swerve first promo and Hangman. Man, Swerve. Like when we talk about the MVP of the latter part of the year, yeah, it's Swerve, right? Uh, uh-huh. Yep, 100%. It, Swerve Strickland is by himself as the MVP of the latter part of the year. Just like Sami Zayn, if we were looking at the first four months of the year, it's Sami Zayn undisputed. 100%. And then we have Hangman's promo on Swerve pre-Wrestle Dream, which again, Hangman, I don't think gets booked right sometimes with AEW. He's one of the most underrated guys in the in the whole in, in the whole wrestling industry, in my opinion. I agree. He's essentially their Seth, where he probably should be booked. I, I, honestly, he probably isn't even their Seth at this point. Uh, he should be booked better than than he is, and he's one of the best workers on that roster. He's one of the best promos on that roster, and like I. I he is the one he should be focused on more in the elite than the Bucks are. True. I, I agree. I agree with that. And then last but not least is the first promo Edge and Christian had or Adam Copeland and Christian had in AEW, which was phenomenal. Christian. Like really, really, really good. Christian Chris, Christian's Chris. another guy that we probably should have mentioned in a male competitor of the year. Yeah. Um but we'll talk about him in, in our next our next uh, one as well. Um, Christian is probably having the best run of his career right now. Yeah. And he's just, he's so good. He's had a, some really, really good matches. His one with Darby, I think we'll, we'll talk about as well. I don't remember if I have that in my top or not, but his, his two out of three falls match with Darby was awesome. Um, and there's actually one more moment I, I want to bring up as well. Cause I, I, I didn't, I don't know where exactly to, to put it in our categories, but I think this it, here is fine. It's Bad Bunny's entrance at Backlash. Oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I think it, it needs to be. It, it's the best entrance of the year. It's one of the, the hottest the crowds have been like ever. <laughs> like one of the yeah, hottest we've, we've ever seen, honestly. Honestly, but, but yeah. Adding that into it, wh- where are you going about your non-match? Uh, in-ring stuff? Uh, there's a lot, right? And we have talked about it a lot. Um, honorable mention, which I, I missed a couple. I think I've missed a couple. I missed the CM Punk Seth Rollins promo. Oh, right. I missed the, um, Punk's the Punk's first promo. Uh, Pac-Gone promo and the Punk's return promo on Collision. Just because I think we were all really, really excited talking yeah. about the others. Um, and because I said we'd talk about Punk after that. That Punk Smackdown promo, if you just take it as an isolated promo by itself, probably the best promo of the year, just as an isolated promo. Um, and I think the Seth Rollins Punk one as well was fantastic because you can see, and we talked about how Seth Rollins, the character, is devolving. Yeah, because of Punk and no one can see this true side of Punk apart from him and you saw it starting to manifest in that promo Yeah, and then subsequently his backstage interactions and stuff right like it's fantastic it really really is like 10 out of 10 stuff Um, and we didn't talk about and we talked about Kevin Owens and Sammy quite a bit but their hug when they finally hugged it out yeah unreal moment yes so Non-match in-ring moment of the year. I think I have mine. If you want me to go first, you can go because I'm still I'm still picking between two. Okay, I, I think I'm going to go with the the tribal court uh, because 
and it's not just Sammy. It's Roman's performance. It's Paul Heyman's performance. It's Jay yeah. Uso's performance. It's Solo's performance. Okay. And it kind of felt like the peak of the Bloodline stuff, honestly. Yeah. I think that's where – not that the next one was bad, because obviously the, the Rumble turn was was incredibly good. And, you know, Sam, all the Sammy and Roman stuff is very good as well. But I think that is, like, the best storytelling that we've ever seen in WWE is this is that moment yeah. right there. Because it's, it's, it's the a culmination of everything that we've seen even before Sammy joined the bloodline. Yeah. It's it's showing Roman's insecurities. It's showing that Paul Heyman is just a worm who is he will do whatever he can to be next to success. It shows that mm-hmm. Jay Uso has truly changed and he doesn't want to be under the thumb of the tribal chief anymore. It shows that Solo is ready to just uh, he's just a mercenary. He's just ready to to kill when when told to kill. Yeah. And it's just it's perfect. It, it's a perfect segment. It's it's up there with like the this is your life and festival of friendships of, of the world, and it probably is better than both of those. I agree with that. So I, I'm I'm gonna go with the, the tribal court of Sami Zayn. Yeah, that that that's absolutely fair. That is a hundred percent fair. You know what? That's our undisputed moment of the year. Yeah, I was gonna go with Sami hitting Roman with a chair. Yeah, but. I think the tribal court, like you said, was just perfect. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That is that is a great, great honorable mention to CM Punk's first SmackDown promo, though. That was the one that I was umming and ahhing about. Yeah, those those were the two: the hitting the Roman hitting chair and CM Punk's first promo back, the SmackDown promo. Because I think that's I think that SmackDown promo was the promo that he wanted to make on Raw that first yep. night back. I agree. But I think Triple H essentially told him, don't worry about it. We'll give you time next week to do that. You just be you. Yeah. Which I'm absolutely fine with. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, Tribal Court. I, I can watch Tribal Court like three, four times in a row. That's how good it is. Like literal cinema. Literal yeah. cinema. And remember, that wasn't even supposed to be the segment, too. It yeah. was supposed to be a, like, uh, Rikishi was supposed to be there and the Wild Samoans were supposed to be there. Or, um, or off on Seeker was supposed to be there. Yeah. And they couldn't make it because of travel issues. So that wasn't supposed to be it. And they, they had to pivot into doing that, which is it just shows that WWE is at its best when they're, they're, their back is against the walls, too. And it, it also shows uh, the best of Triple H as a booker as well. It does. It does. Where essentially he wasn't blindsided by the um, fact that. There would be um, that you know, Afrin Seeker and Rikishi couldn't make it. It was like, you know what, full steam ahead, yeah, let's go. Like, I've got a plan B here, which I think is as a booker. When we talk about bookers, I think it's really, really, really important. For it's any... one skill that I think Tony Khan hasn't quite uh developed yet because he seems yeah. to, he's so set on the plan that his plan B is not good like no. like uh, going from keith lee and swerve to swerve and dustin and no hate on dustin Rhodes. he's a, he's no. a legend obviously but it's dustin Rhodes. it's worse with strickland is the hottest act in your company right now and also it took <clears throat> it took him 10 minutes to be a injured dustin Rhodes. yeah 
And like compare that to going from the celebration or tribal celebration, whatever it was supposed to be, to arguably the greatest uh, Raw segment ever is it's a testament to to how good Triple H has been recently and this year. 100%. Like, WWE is in such a better position for Triple H being in charge than I think... Honestly, I think it's it's revitalized wrestling. That's how far I'm willing to go. I don't think wrestling would be anywhere near as popular as it is right now if all the stuff with Vince didn't happen. 100%. Because, you know, when we talk about all these gates and stuff, is somebody selling out every arena every single week? Yep. No, they're not. Like, they just aren't. So, kudos to WWE, man. They've kept the ball rolling. and Yeah. But let's move on to... You know what? I want to end with pay-per-view of the year. Let's do non-storyline okay. moment of the year now. So, oh, th- there's hold on, there's a couple that um, there's the best promo, like best promo artist of the year, and the best yeah, yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to do that one, then we'll move on to my Artist weekly wrestling and pay per view of the year. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, just because I think this one we can talk about a lot less because we've already talked about it quite a lot on other podcasts, sure. so we can we can get into the other other three a little bit more. Sure. Um, sure. So we have the WWE being sold to Endeavor because that was a real holy shit moment. Like, yeah, we never expected to see that. Um, Vince returning was wild. Yeah, in January twenty three, Vince being iced out in September twenty three. <laughs> because essentially, Ari Emanuel knew he needed Vince on side to make the deal happen. But as soon as the deal happened, it was like, well, yeah, no, see you later. Brawling because brawling led to the um led to probably moment of the year <laughs> moment of the year yeah um and then Jane Cody Presser because I feel like it wasn't scripted it was two guys who had a couple of libations as as Cody Rhodes said maybe some other stuff too I'm just saying take care yeet yeet <laughs> and. It was just, it was honestly. I, I, I've watched it about eighteen times. That's how funny it is. It's one. It's it's one of the funniest things of this year. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a wrestling medium. Honestly, <laughs> I agree. I completely. And, and agree. to be honest, that is my favorite of these five. But yeah. I can't, in good, in, in good conscience, not say it's WWE being sold to Endeavor. Because yes, Vince coming back and Vince being iced out are like. Huge mm-hmm. moments, but you know what is essentially the the linchpin of it? It's it WWE being sold. Yeah, and uh, like I said, the the presser is is my most enjoyable moment of the five. I agree. Well, I, I don't know. Vince, really Vince being iced out is, is honestly kind of kind of enjoyable too. Beautiful, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but I think it's all because of like who knows? Do we even get that presser if? WWE isn't sold and Vince isn't iced out, you know? No, we don't. We do not. We absolutely do not. I, I will go to the grave on that. So, I... It has to be WWE until then, never. There, there isn't yeah. much else to talk about with that because we've talked about it as na- ad nauseum at this point, but it's WWE being sold to never. Because the rest of them don't, don't happen without 
without the booty being sold in the first place. Yeah, they're all individual moments on their own, but it they, they all stem from outside of brawling, which is just kind of like a lesser, a watered down bra- uh, brawl out at this yeah. point, honestly. Um, and it's one where, to be honest with you, AEW the promotion is the biggest loser there. It is. Because and, and, and as much as we like criticize AEW, um, and and well, you you guys will see when, when we eventually talk about the, the matches. I have more AEW matches and I have more non WWE matches in my top ten than than I do WWE one. So I obviously love the stuff that they put on. But I wouldn't have spent three hundred pounds on a free ticket to go see him if if yeah. if I didn't if I didn't enjoy the product. I wouldn't have stayed up till almost five o'clock in the morning last night to watch you know world's end if i didn't enjoy the product in some way do you know what i mean it, it yeah it is so, true so as much as we criticize them they are they are necessary they're extremely necessary wrestling is better if they are better yes i completely so, agree so we're not like like uh, we're not happy that brawling happened i mean i guess for in, in a certain thank you aspect, jack perry yes. is all i'm going to say Thank you, Jack. But uh, like, we, they need to be good for. Uh, they're necessary to be good for because it forces WWE to be better. Agree. So completely. But yeah, agree. it's WWE and Total Endeavor. That's yeah, pretty easily on that. I, I I don't think there's any debate on that either. Is that like it's so good? Yeah. So let's move on to. Best my cards of the year because I think this one's pretty, pretty. It's wide open, really. It is because you have MJF who has cut some absolutely unreal promos both as a heel and as a face this year. Yep, like that. That, that that's a real, that's a real sign of being fantastic is doing it as a heel and as a face. Um, then you have Cody because whenever Cody Rhodes talks, it's really important and. Even if he's not saying something that's like even like the tribute to the troop stuff, it just feels grandiose because it's him. Yep. And I think that's the biggest compliment I can give someone. And he he doesn't he's not he's I can't remember since he's been back that he's had a bad promo. I think he is the best storyteller when it comes to promos and yeah. and wrestling. I completely agree. I completely, completely, completely agree there. Um, just Cody Rhodes, man. What, yeah. what a guy. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like... You don't need to break Hogan's record, Trips. You don't need to. Just give him the belt. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, we have Sami Zayn. Who because... I think cuts the most passionate promos yeah. out of anyone. Like the promo in Montreal, Tribal Court. WrestleMania. I mean, the one he he did recently about that was about the Judgment Day, but it was also very much uh, let's just say politically coded, so we don't have to get into in too deep in the weeds on that. Um, but you can tell it it, it didn't have to just do with the Judgment Day; it had to do with bullies in general. Yeah, really beautifully put. Really beautifully put. We have Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston is just unreal. <laughs> Enough said. Like he's probably the most natural promo out of all of them because he just seems like yeah. he's just like talking. Like that, that's just Eddie on any given day. 
Like, I could just imagine was drinking a beer and Eddie being like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have Christian Cage, like you said. That's probably the funniest <laughs> promos of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for a guy who's like running this like cult, he is yeah, a hilarious. The guy. patriarchy. Oh God. So, <laughs> what, what's the what's the line? Uh, I heard you have a father, and your father is dead. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So good. He's the best. <laughs> he makes me laugh so much with Christian. Paul Heyman, but I feel like you need to include Paul Heyman in this every year while he's a, yeah. while he's an actor. But like, what? I feel like we need to be thankful that Paul Heyman is on our screens. Mm-hmm. And that's not me being, you know, this like, oh, you know, edgy guy. Ooh, you know, Paul Heyman. You know, we need to be thankful he's on our screen. Le- legitimately, like, he is. As a wrestling mind goes, he's probably top three of all time. It has to be. Gotta be. He's responsible for some of the most iconic moments in wrestling history. Yeah. So... Big fan, big, big, huge fan of Mr. Hayden. And then we have the last two. We have Roman Reigns because whenever Roman talks, it's really, really, really important. Yeah, he has to be and, included. It's just that he won't, he won't win this because he just isn't around enough. No, and it's a shame, isn't it? But he has a to be included shame. because when he is, he is probably the best pro bone and yeah, wrestling. I agree. I completely agree. And then you have. CM Punk, who, like I said, probably had the best promo just as a standalone promo of the year. Yeah. But both of his return promos, well, the SmackDown one and then the the uh, the one with Seth, the the uh, Collision one, all yeah. very good. He also kind of falls into the Roman one because he was just gone for too long, in my I opinion. Agree. Um, but he has to be included because he just is one of the greatest talkers ever. Yeah. 100%. But do you have your answer on this? Because I don't think I have mine yet. I'm I'm between like two people, I think. So I'm between Eddie and Punk. Just because that Punk promo really got to me. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Punk. Uh, people will hate me for it. It is what it is. AEW, best promo. I, I just love CM Punk, man. What a guy. Like, so for me, it's between Cody and Eddie as well. Eddie. Um, and you know what? Just because I feel like we've given a lot of love to Cody already, I'm gonna give it to Eddie. I think Eddie just he he just he cuts the best, most real, most like 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 when when he speaks, you're gonna listen no matter what, yeah. you know. And that that mocks promo from last week just kind of solidified it for me. Uh, Seen, I, I going into the year, I didn't really, I wasn't really a, I didn't really get Eddie, I think. And I saw him live at um, Supercard of Honor in Los Angeles, yeah. and I, and it instantly clicked for me. Seeing him kick out at one of a, of a uh, neutralizer um, was uh, one of my favorite moments of watching wrestling live this year. Um, but that had nothing to do with it. this the promo that he can cut. The stuff that he does, the the passion that he shows, you can mm-hmm. tell how much of a like Japanese wrestling mark he is too. How much yeah. winning the triple crown meant to him the uh, last night as well. So I'm gonna give Eddie some love. I think this is the only time we can we'll have an opportunity to. Fair enough. Eddie's great, man. Eddie's so good. Like I think probably AEW MVP 
If Bailey is WWE's MVP, Eddie is AEW's MVP. Yeah, definitely. And you know, yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely fine with that. So let's move on to best weekly wrestling show. I think this is an easy one. I think for both of us. This is why that's why I left it second to last. Um, we have Raw, we have SmackDown, we have Dynamite, we have Collision, and we have NXT. Well, Raw and SmackDown have been really, really good the past few months. But let's just say that at the same time. Three, two, one, NXT. NXT. Yeah, <laughs> it's NXT. It oh, it's easily NXT. Most consistent. It has the most combination of everything. Yeah. If if Dynamite Collision, like if Collision, is, I would probably say has the best wrestling on it. Yeah. NXT has all of it. it has yes. goofy stuff with like uh, Chase U and and all that. You have like serious stuff with Ilya. You have some of the best wrestling on a week to week basis. You have Trick and Trick and Mellow. You have like there's just so many incredible things from this year of NXT. It's mm-hmm. the true renaissance year, I think, of NXT as well. I do too. I think that's uh, the best way to describe it as well. And I also see it as a kind of a per- perfect amalgamation of black and gold and 2.0. Yeah. Because it's not like a super crazy spot fest, like late stage NXT, uh, black and gold NXT started to get, uh, especially like COVID NXT. It was very like, like I remember seeing that they, they literally had a, Number one contenders like Fatal Four Way match with like Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and yeah. uh, Adam Cole. The next week they had a sixty minute Iron Man match with those four guys for number one yeah. contendership. That's just too much, <laughs> you know. Like love all those guys, and I'm sure they're they're both great matches. I'm I'm in I'm currently in a rewatch of all NXT right now, um, which might end up being a future podcast at some point. Um, but uh, too much wrestling is too much wrestling, you know. Yeah. Especially when you give it give on a week to week basis. If you're giving the same crazy matches on a week to week basis, I, it's like a law of diminishing returns. And then you go into 2.0. Yeah. And if you go into 2.0, it was just the horniest wrestling show on TV. <laughs> it was just so, it was so horny, like. For no reason, too. Bruce Pritchard and, and Vince McMahon were just like, "All right, everyone's gonna want to fuck." Like that. <laughs> and Sean's like, "I guess, like, <laughs> there's nothing I can really do." You you had Wade Barrett lusting over Mandy Rose every single week as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would say probably around the time that honestly Dragonov came. Over, which is like mid to late 2022. Yeah, they when all the NXT UK people started coming over, it got this. It, it got a lot more s- serious in terms of like the wrestling was very good, and you know guys like Tyler Bate and, and Ilya Dragunov and uh, some of the women like Ly- Lyra Valkyria and uh, Blair Davenport, people like that started coming over, and it kind of made it, it evened it out. So yeah. yeah. It has to be NXT because Raw sometimes is just too long, and SmackDown sometimes is, is very much lacking Roman Reigns. Yes, yeah. I feel like if Cody wins, and I think we both agree that Cody will win at WrestleMania, I feel like that will help SmackDown a lot. Having a weekly top, top, top guy. That I'm not saying Randy isn't a top guy, 
Cody is the face of the company alongside Roman Reigns. Having that guy there is so important for the brand, yes. in my opinion. Because it's then, on, Raw, on Raw, you'll have Rhea, you'll have Punk, you'll have Rollins. They're covered. They're fine. Yeah, and then on SmackDown, you'll have Cody, you'll have LA Knight, you'll have EO, Bailey. You're good on that. Um, just, just for a second to talk on Dynamite and Collision, it kind of goes to the point where I think it's too much wrestling. It's too yeah. much, like, there's not enough good stories being told in AEW right now. No. It's why the Better Than You Bay Bay stuff was such, was such a breath of fresh air when it happened. It's why Swerve has become a, a very p- big part of it. Yeah. Um, and they, they've been helped recently with the Continental Classic, which has been good. And, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool if it's wrestle, if it's stories being told inside the wrestling ring. But a lot of, a lot of times, too many times, it's, re- it's matches that have matches, you know? Yeah. And you can have those, but you can't – it shouldn't be the whole show, you know? No. There has to be some sort of stakes in some matches. There has to be something that, that people are fighting for. I completely agree it, with you. Yeah. It's too much of a parody of itself, in my opinion. Too many times it did. And they had too much, too big of a cold period collision after Punk left. There hasn't been many like I need to watch episodes. Like no Kenny, Kenny versus MJF, sure. The Continental Classic stuff, sure. But like, there's too many w- weeks in between where it was like drawing bad numbers, along with like half the matches being squash matches. Like it was like mid '90s Raw essentially, or mid yeah. to late '90s, or, or early to mid '90s Raw with a bunch of squash matches mm-hmm. and not a lot of like major matches like it was like there were 30 minute main events like the first like two months of collision say what you want about punk punk in aw and in collision he helped create a very good show initially yeah which is I why agree. i'd be excited to see him run nxt if and when that time does come um but yeah nxt we can we can move on from it but yeah it's nxt yeah and then last but not least we'll- which is why I wanted to end with this, because I think pay-per-view of the year, I think, is like the best barometer for how good your company is, is your yeah. pay-per-view, and how much fans care about the pay-per-view. So, look, we have AW Revolution, AW All Out, AW All In, Wrestle Dream as our non-WWE ones. And then our WWE ones, we have WrestleMania 39, Backlash, Money in the Bank, Survivor Series, and Elimination Chamber 2023. Um, Hold on, two other ones, two other ones down there, very quickly. I forgot to add NXT pay-per-views. Um, NXT No Mercy and NXT Great American Bash. I'll, I'll add those as well. Very fair, very fair. Yeah, I can get behind those two. Um, I have a very clear... So obviously, I have a bias towards two on here. Right. Because I was there. Um, but I'm not... I've already told you my problems with All In when I was there. It wasn't paced very well. I told you that straight away. Like, while I was texting you there, I was like, it's too much for the crowd. Like, the the one thing I can say about Money in the Bank is it was so beautifully spaced. Like, they gave the crowd time to breathe between each thing. The only thing that sort of suffered was the Women's Money in the Bank match, but that was right after when Cena came out. And to be honest with you, I expected it to suffer a little bit. And it picked up in the last yeah. like 10 minutes of it. Like, once they gave us time to breathe after, after basically all of us just stopped hyperventilating over John Cena. Yeah. We got into the match. 
And like, if you watch SmackDown the night before, it's nothing to do with, with, with the women wrestlers. Like, we serenaded Bailey oh. the entire time. You yeah, know. It, it was a good time. Really, really good time. Um, Money in the Bank's my favorite pay per view of the year. Okay, but my pay per view of the year, this is me, is Survivor Series. The matches yeah. were great. The matches were really, really good. The stories were told that were, that were told were great, and then when you add in Randy's return, which beautifully tied into the story and the little tidbits with Cody, with Jay, with all of that. And then at the end, you have CM Punk returning and not really being part of the card, but more so just being CM Punk returning. I thought it was the best way they did it. They could have done it, to be honest with you. I, I go oh, Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, uh, honestly, I think of the four AEW pay-per-views on here, I think all is my least favorite of the four. From a purely, yeah. I agree. Because, I really... and obviously you have a bias because you were there. So, like, obviously you'll have some, like, you'll like a little bit more. Um, but from watching it at home, uh, if, I, if I was going strictly AEW, I think I would lean Wrestle Dream. I agree. 100% best, best AEW pay-per-view of the year. Because that had, but that was Swerve, Swerve Hangman, right? With the test yeah. match? Okay, yeah. And Zack Saber Jr., Danielson, and Christian uh, Darby, like, yeah, probably the three best stretcher matches, maybe rival by like an all-out. Yeah, but I think it's hard for me because if I, if I was splitting up WrestleMania night one, yeah, would easily, night one. It, would, it would easily be like, it wouldn't even be close. But night two was so like, and not even like because Cody lost, like I can. I can like take into the fact that like, it was still a great match, but outside of Gunther Drew Sheamus on that night, everything else was kind of like meh. Like Brock Omos, okay, Oscar Bianca didn't really hit uh, the gear I wanted it to. I really thought Finn should have beat Edge in the Hell in a Cell match. The whole Shane yeah. stuff happened. It felt like night one was booked by Triple H and night two was night two by, by Vince outside of the uh, triple threat. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like to me watching it. Yeah. And so I think if I was going just from the WWE ones, I think I think I'm still leaning WrestleMania because night one is just so special to me. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's either Mania or it's Wrestle Dream. And I think I have to go Mania. I think Mania gets a slight edge because I was there. Yeah. Absolutely fair. Absolutely. I do not blame you one bit whatsoever. So there are that's uh that's the clashies. Clashies. The clashies. It's um to be honest with you, we were going to do the um mergers thirty match list, but we called an audible, we decided not to rush the clashies. And to do that tomorrow. So this will be a part one of two of our end of year review. Uh-huh. Um, I thought, yeah, really solid, really, really great year of life wrestling. That's the main takeaway I have. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree on that. Really, really, really great year of wrestling. I loved it. If 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 twenty twenty four is seventy percent as good as twenty twenty three was, I'd be happy. And Man, it's gearing up to be. Uh, it certainly is gearing up to be. <laughs> well, like when you think about 
WrestleMania, the two main world title men's matches are more than likely going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Like, oh my God. On paper, it has the potential to be the best wrestled WrestleMania ever. Of all time. Because if we're just thinking about it, you have those two matches. You'll probably have Becky Rhea. You'll probably have EO Bailey. You'll probably have Logan LA Knight. You'll probably have Gunther Brock. I think that's where I'm leaning at this point. He's going to be Gunther Brock. And that's not including what is Sami Zayn going to do? What is Drew McIntyre going to do? What's Kevin Owens going to do? What's what's up with the tag belts? Are we going to get like a a Cena match? Are we going to get like... I would love for like a some sort of a number one contenders money in the bank ladder match sort of situation. I would I would make the the U.S. title one honestly for a, a ladder match. I would too. I would just put put Dragon Lee in there. Put like Santos. Oh, it's probably Santos Ray would, would probably be be that. Who knows? Is Andrade gonna have a match? If if you're doing a U.S. title ladder match, Logan, L.A., Kevin Owens, Dragon Lee, Carmelo Hayes. And throw one more person in there. Andrade, boom. Andrade, if you want, yeah. <laughs> Literally anyone else. Yeah. Carlito. Give them thirty minutes. Go wild. Yeah, yeah. Have a great time. Like, right. and then I, not I, even I, not even including the wrestling itself. Free agency is going to be buck wild. Like, it's going to be insane. Yeah, like you know, there are people who are free agents, like Seth and Becky, who I fully expect to sign. But Drew, there are some who are like. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm like. I still think Drew returns, but I. There's a lot of people in the main event scene, man. There's a lot of people in the main event scene. Whereas he'd go to AEW and he'd be the guy. He'd be certain. Yeah, he. Like him versus Swerve in like a in like a title feud. Kind of rule. It'd be kind of awesome. But I also think I I also think Drew loves WWE too much, though. He does, and I, I do think at some point he wins that world heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, fight against maybe off punk. That's what I, I what I probably think's happened is I think Drew is probably going to win he, the world. He's either going to beat Punk or he's going to beat Cody. I think. I, I think I think he was going to beat Rollins at Mania. That's my, this is my prediction. He was probably yeah. going to beat Rollins at Mania until Punk came back and Triple H went look. I know this this is what the plan was. However, you know I'm going to look after you down the line. You'll either be the one to beat Punk or the one to beat Rhodes, and you know what? If you're Drew, you can't argue with that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and he he's on the he's on the uh, promotional material for Bash in Berlin, which is like far past where his, when his contract is rumored to be up. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like an MJF situation, where yeah. he's still a not signed, but he has signed, and it's just. No, the company doesn't want to talk about because the one thing I really want to say on the Triple H is the leaks from the WWE side of things have gone down. Yes, they definitely have. I mean, we literally saw it with CM Punk. Probably the arguably the, compared to when he was he was going to return to AEW, it was the least. It was the worst kept secret in wrestling history. It's gone from the worst kept secret to the best kept secret. Yep, hundred percent. And you know, kudos to Triple H because he. I love when things are guarded like that. It's the best thing about wrestling. Being yep. legitimately surprised is the best thing about wrestling, which is why I'm staying up for day one tomorrow. 
because I think there are going to be some surprises on there. I, I mean, Boozer, sorry, BWE, he, he sees in that something else is happening. Like, I think we see Andrade show up. I'm pretty sure yeah. we see it because Tony Conta, midnight tonight, midnight Eastern tonight, his contract is up. So a real Rick Rude situation. A, like, he, he's going to be in CML, CMLL wrestling tonight. I didn't realize tonight. he was in CML, CMLL tonight. Yeah, so he, he, there's a good chance he is on AW, CML, CMLL, and uh, Raw in, in a matter of three days. That's insane. That's like... Even though I think he fits better on SmackDown just in general, not only because of the whole raid stuff and the LWO and Santos, whatever, but also Charlotte is technically a SmackDown superstar. I, I know she won't, be, she won't be there, but... My thing is, like, you can have him return on Raw... But then have the whole free. I love the free agency thing between Pierce and all this. I think it's yeah, make him feel. I mean, I know he's technically not as big as a Randy or a Punk, obviously, but like make him feel cute. That should happen with every. That that should happen for every person that returns or debuts, honestly. And also, they need to include NXT into 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 that as well because it it just felt huge having Punk turn up at, at deadline. I, I mean, you can say the same with with uh, when Jade was was there during. I think it was Halloween Havoc, one of the nights of Halloween Havoc. Fair point. Uh, very fair point. And just making it feel like there, it's like an actual like it doesn't need to be a full sport like thing, but like if we have a draft, you sh- should make it seem like they're recruiting people, like a new person, like this person's coming in. Oh, like uh, make Nick Aldis and Pierce. Work for their like work for the superstars, really. Agree. And I think all this has been great, especially that with Roman. I don't know if you saw that that backstage segment with Roman. I was awesome. I would love to see that match. I would love to see like remember how it was supposed to be Pierce versus Roman back in back in the Thunderdome days. Yes. I would love if they did that, and Roman's like, "Oh, it's probably going to be someone else. He's not going to show up." And then he shows up and, and wrestles him. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all all this is a good wrestler. He's still yeah. young. He's younger yeah. than Cody Rhodes. Yes. Like, he's younger he than Roman. Works, he just works really, really well in that. Um... I'm sure Pierce can wrestle still too. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't hate a a Pierce Aldis like Mania match. That'd be cool. <laughs> Raw versus SmackDown. Like, have, bring back bragging rights a pay per view. And have the GMs face off against each other. Give oh, Pierce his one WWE match that he deserves above all else. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it, make it a full NWA style match because that's where they were best known for, right? Well, Pierce Ring of Honor more. So. Ring of Honor. He's but, also, but all yeah, this, he's also all, an all, NWA all, champion, right? Yeah. But all this NWA and TNA. Yeah. Right. Mickey James's husband. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so what what a year in wrestling, man. What a year. Certainly agreed. I, I'm excited to talk about the matches with you tomorrow. Hey, indeed. Thank you so much for everyone for listening to this part one of our end of year review. Please be sure to like, rate, subscribe wherever you find our good podcast. And as always, take care and look after yourselves. Peace. Peace.